0: Just go to Indeed.com slash Blue Wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's indeed.com slash Bluewire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Welcome to the award-winning Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Underdog Fantasy, Vivid Seats, and Rival Fantasy. It's Friday, November 17th, 2023. Alex Barutha here with Shannon McEwen and Ken K-Train. Kreitz. All aboard. Let's jump right into the news. Uh, We had Jimmy Butler last night having an excellent game uh, against the Nets. 36 points on 12 of 19 shooting with three blocks, two threes, five boards. Uh, The Heat won 122 to 115. Miami, uh, seven-game winning streak right now. All, All back up to eight and four after losing four straight. Uh, We still have Tyler Hero out for a little bit, but we've gotten some interesting contributions from other guys uh, like Duncan Robinson back to Mm -hmm. fantasy relevancy, back to basketball relevancy in general.
2: Yeah, I mean, I Robinson, I will mention more in the waiver wire section, but four straight starts uh, red hot hit six of 10 threes last night. This is the Duncan Robinson they're paying for, so I'm sure Riley's happy.
3: Yeah, Ro- Robinson, Hayward, uh, I'm sorry, Highsmith, Haywood Highsmith, uh, who we talked about a bit last week. High, Highsmith with a kind of a lackluster performance last night, uh, two for five from the floor, six points, one rebound, zero assists, zeros everywhere else um he did play 23 minutes and if you are familiar with high Heismith, uh highsmith's game at all he's gonna do this he's gonna put up some goose eggs but he's gonna have some good outings too i think he had like a five steal outing one or two games prior um there's gonna be some inconsistencies but i still think he's a streaming option in like 14 teamers they got another
2: stinker from kyle lowry yet still won this thing i mean bam and butler really put this team on their back but uh haven't seen the Kyle Lowry peak we were hoping for when her hero first got injured.
1: No, he at least got three steals, which basically saved his entire fantasy line uh, by itself.
2: <laughs> uh, let's go to L.A. The Clippers host the Rockets tonight. Clippers are trying to break their 6 game losing streak. Thanks for joining us, James Harden. <laughs> How bad is the situation in L.A.? Are we overreacting? These guys are going to figure it out. Or do you think they'll be fighting for the ball all season, guys? I
1: I think it's, I mean, they don't look good. Um, but <laughs> I think they I think they can at least, you know, get up to a 500 level. I don't think we're going to look back at this Clippers season and be like, wow, I can't believe they went, you know, 40. And it's just like, I, I think the problem right now is ha- honestly having Russell Westbrook in the starting lineup, which is not fair to Westbrook, who's played really well. But you have him in there. He doesn't space. Zubach doesn't space. And then it just creates a bunch of issues within the offense.
3: Yeah, I am. I personally am not worried about it. It always takes these teams a long time to gel, create the chemistry. Adding a piece like Harden um, is very involved. You know, it's not, not the same as adding like a 3 and D guy, a wing player into your rotation. This is a guy who's going to need the ball in his hands. And even Harden mentioned, I know there's a quote this week where where he referenced the fact that he didn't really have training camp or preseason this year, right. you know, right. somewhat self inflicted there, but <laughs> he, he mentioned he's still kind of getting back in, getting that rust off, getting into game shape. And, and he believes that they're going to be dangerous once they kind of blow off all these cobwebs. I agree. Um, do I think they're a legit contender yet? No, but, but I also think they'll be fine and, and win more games than they lose.
2: Harden had a funny quote, too, where he said, you know, he's, he's felt like for so many years he's always had to create his shot. He's not used to getting open catch and threes or uh, catch and shoots. But with this Clipper lineup, you know, they're doubling other guys. He said he has to relearn uh, how to do easy catch and shoots, which he hasn't done since back to his OKC days. He
1: has to relearn how to shoot the ball when he's wide open.
2: That's crazy. <laughs> it's like a hunting assist and highlight plays. <laughs> I mean, wow. Alex, tell us about, I'm going to call it disconcerting news in Charlotte.
1: Uh, Yeah, there's a lot of adjectives you can use to describe this news, which I'm sure everybody will eventually get to. Miles Bridges returning from his suspension tonight. The man has not played in 583 days. Uh, Coach Steve Clifford said that Bridges will be playing a significant role right away. Uh, I don't know what that means. Nobody actually knows what that means, but... Shannon, there's only so many minutes to go around on the Charlotte team. We've seen PJ Washington have a nice start to his season. Brandon Miller's been a little up and down, but his minutes, you know, he's been, he's been trending towards 30 minutes. You have Gordon Hayward playing exceptionally well and Terry Rozier has been out. Eventually Terry Rozier is going to come back and Bridges is going to be there. How, I mean, how are you analyzing this?
3: Yeah, it, it is pretty tough. You know, you, you, like you mentioned, you got LaMelo, scary, Terry, Gordon Hayward, PJ Washington, Mark Williams. Those five have been locked in the starting lineup all season when healthy. And then Brandon Miller, of course, number two overall draft pick. You want to get him some run. So where does Miles Bridges fit fit in? You know, I think I don't think the starters or Brandon Miller are going to be the ones impacted too much here because you have I a should. lot of. They, I mean, so, someone's going to eventually. Uh, but you have a lot of backups who have been playing 20 minutes per game for this team. Maladon has 18.8 minutes per game in 10 appearance. JT Thor, who had picked up a spot start uh recently when when Miller and Scary Terry were both out, he he he's averaging 20 minutes per game. They got Nick Richards at center. I think you're gonna see a lot of lineups where when Mark Williams go to the bench, it'll be PJ Washington sliding to the five to get bridges in there. At different combinations like that. And it's going to impact those backup players more where Theo Maladon or a JT Thor, uh, you know, average 10 minutes per game is 20, like they
2: currently are. When I first heard that quote from Clifford, I was like, why, you know, Bridges is on a one-year deal. You're going to stunt Mark Williams development. You're going to stunt Brandon Miller's development. You're going to hold back PJ Washington to give big minutes to Miles Bridges, who I would argue should not be on an NBA court right now for the off-the-court stuff he's done. Like, I I, I just don't understand. That quote just when I first heard it, I was like, uh, just the logic made no sense to me unless he, he's talking short-term because Rozier's out or something. But I don't get it at all.
1: I, I mean, I think they're trying to win games. Like, I think I think the organization believes, hey, we won what they win? 40 games at year. bridges popped off. Um, I think they think, hey, we can get back to that. And we have Brandon Miller now. Mark Williams is really good. We're going to we're going to be cooking. Um, They're three and seven right now. So uh, a lot of work to do, obviously, in the Eastern Conference. Uh, We also had some news from a few days ago. Uh, The Bulls and Zach Levine have sort of been in mutual discussions about moving on from each other. And I think by extension, that also means you are probably looking to move on from DeMar DeRozan Mm -hmm. and Nikola Vucevic. DeRozan's on an expiring deal. Vucevic and Levine have longer-term deals, um, so they can be a little more difficult to move in that sense. Uh, Ken, if you're rostering Levine, Vuce, DeRozan in fantasy, are you trying to... I don't even know if sell high is the right word in this situation. <laughs> the problem is, is anybody buying? But what,
2: what are your thoughts if you have those guys on your team? I don't think anyone's buying. I think if you trade for Zach Levine, the team does that because they want him to gun and shoot, you know, on, on their roster. So I don't I don't really see Levine's... I mean, if anything, you know, they've got this three-headed monster in Chicago. They might fall into higher usage situations, right? I mean, DeRozan has that habit of kind of, pound, you know, pounding the ball a little too much and setting up his mid-range jumper. might We might see a boom from Vucevic and Levine in a new location. So I'm not sure I'm anxious to deal either of them. Uh, DeRozan's having certainly a disappointing season. And what is he, 36 now? I'm mean, th- sorry, 34. I do worry he's hitting the wall. He's shooting a, for him a wildly low 43% after back-to-back over 50% seasons. Uh, his shooting, it's through 11 games, but really scares me. No one's going to be giving you much value for DeRozan right now. On the other side, I'm kind of intrigued. Maybe we finally see Patrick Williams uh, brings, deliver on some of the promise. You know, He was kind of a sleeper favorite for lots of folks, but the, there's been no usage for him. Maybe they clear out some shots by moving these vets and we find you know that Bulls need to find out what they have in Patrick Williams I think he's uh, going to be a restricted free agent this summer
1: you think there's anybody worth stashing Shannon or is it kind of risky outside of like Kobe White
3: yeah that's a tough question with the Bulls If if you take a look at their depth chart they don't have any of those young developing pieces that are what I would consider building blocks, um, for a potential rebuild. So you'd have to assume they're going to acquire those pieces in whatever trades they make. Um, you know, even, even Pistons Twitter was, was clamoring for Zach Levine. And I'm like, I, I am not for that, but in that scenario, you'd have to think the bulls would get a killing Hayes or a, an Ivy, a young guard, to plug in there. Um, again, I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think it's what the Pistons want to do, but their front office is going to, uh, probably be feeling some fire soon and and desperate to make a move. Um, but looking at the bulls roster and depth chart there, there's not a lot. I mean, Kobe white, they did just resign him. So he's, they're committed to him for the next couple seasons after this year, he'll get a bump. I mean, Dosumu could get a bump, even, you know, a guy like Javon Carter, uh, even though he's not a young building piece, he could get a temporary bump. Um, you know, looking at the front court, yes, Patrick Williams. Patrick Williams had a decent game on Wednesday. Demar Derozan set out, and Patrick Williams had 30 fantasy points. Um, you know, didn't didn't light up the scoreboard. Nine points, nine rebounds, two assists, one steal, two blocks. You know, spread it out enough to get to reach that 30 point mark for fantasy points, and that's back to back games. So he's a guy. Who I would look to scoop up, but there's not much else on that roster right now that I think I would be running to the waiver wire to grab. Now,
2: Drummond could be interesting if they move vooch and get a big in return. Drummond's always been good at the steals and blocks. Uh, that could be he could be a fun streaming option if they move Vooch.
0: We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all Just go to Indeed.com slash wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: We're approaching our fan feedback, but first, a word from Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy is the number one platform for NBA best ball and DFS player pick'em contests. If you haven't tried Underdog yet, new Underdog users receive a first-time deposit bonus up to $100 and a free six-month subscription to Rotowire with a promo code R-W-N-B-A. That's promo code R-W-N-B-A. Visit underdogfantasy.com or download the Underdog app today and use promo code R-W-N-B-A to claim your free Rotowire
2: subscription and deposit bonus. (laughs) That's code R-W-N-B-A. All right, gentlemen, it's time for our fan feedback. Questions from the live stream here on the YouTubes and the Twitters. Got a question here. Um, thoughts on Marcus Fultz uh, on a 14-team, 9-category league. Fultz, of course, dealing with, uh, I think, some knee tendinitis.
1: Yeah, Fultz is, um, I think on a 14-team, you're good to keep him. Um, On a 12-teamer, I would understand if you're feeling impatient or worried about knee tendinigous. Of course, tendinigous, I shouldn't say, of course. Tendinigous is a rest injury. You have to just stay off of it. Um, So that kind of creates issues, obviously, when your job is to play professional basketball. Uh, He's missed six of the past seven. Again, 14-team is deep enough to where it's like, Fultz can get you five, six assists a game when he's back, maybe a steal, steal and a half. That's pretty that's worth keeping, especially if you can stash him on IR. But shallower leagues, I understand, wanted to just stream the spot and stack, especially with how good Jalen Suggs has looked. His upside's limited, I would say.
3: Yeah, I'm in I'm shallower in agreement. I'm in agreement with Al on Fultz. Uh, 14 teamers, I think you hold 12 teamers. There could be a streaming option that makes sense. But I would value Fultz at what he did in the 60 games he played last year. That 14 points, five, five and a half, five point seven assists. I think he does get to that range, you know, assuming he, he gets a
2: full bill out here soon. All right. One more question. This one's from Brooks. Uh, would you drop Skylar Mays for Keontae Keynote George? Uh, take this one, Shannon. Yes, absolutely.
3: Skylar Mays value is very temporary. Uh, Scoot Henderson will return very soon. And when Henderson returns, it's his team. Um, there is no question about that. The Trailblazers need Scoot Henderson to be to develop into like an All-Star caliber player, so they're going to give him every opportunity to do so. Skylar Mays is just benefiting from the fact that Brogdon's hurt, Scoot's hurt. That's not going to last, so I would I would pick up Keynote. I think uh, Keontae is locked in as the starter for Utah. I don't think they would have made that move unless they were prepared to keep him in the starting rotation for the remainder of the season, or at least until he totally blows it. Um, so as long as he continues performing, Keontae is my, my,
2: my favorite of those two. All right. And uh, one last one from Free Key is Lively, a 10-team hold. Derek Lively, Dallas Maverick Center. See a hold in 10 team leagues?
1: I think he is because I think sooner than later, the Mavericks are going to realize he's just clearly their best option at center. Um, you know, and they, his minutes have been trending upward for most of the season. Like to begin the year, it was a little more up and down. Now it's pretty consistent minutes in the 20s, and he's looked great even in low 20s minutes. I, I think he's definitely a hold because the chemistry is only going to get stronger. Um, Yeah, I'm 10-teamer. I think I would would hang on.
2: All right. Well, that does it for our fan feedback section. Now it's time for our waiver wire. Uh, Alex, tell us about the waiver wire segment.
1: Yes. How we do the waiver wire segment uh, is we have two regular picks each and then one long shot regular picks being rostered in less than 50% of leagues, long shots being rostered uh, in less than 25% of leagues, Although I will be breaking the rules and having a more varied waiver wire section than usual, because uh, we have plenty of names. Um, uh, we, I, we will warn you that the uh, for two game weeks, Dallas, Detroit and OKC have two games next week. So if you're thinking about picking up someone from those teams, exercise caution, um, and if you've been streaming someone from those teams, you can probably drop them. Uh, my first waiver wire suggestion, it's twofold, either Dario Saric or Jonathan Kaminga from the Golden State Warriors. You have Draymond Green, suspended five games. Steph Curry's also out, I would assume, for roughly the same amount of time. Uh, Dario Saric in the Wolves game that that Draymond got ejected from. Uh, had 21-4-4 and with two steals in 32 minutes. Game last night versus OKC. Saric had 12 points, four assists, three rebounds and a block in 24 minutes. Kaminga looked better than Saric. Kaminga had a great game. Against OKC, twenty-one points on thirteen shots. Got to the free throw line a good amount. Six rebounds, two assists, and a block. Uh, o- uh, Golden State has three games next week. Uh, Shannon, if you had to pick between one of these two guys, where would you go, or does it depend on your league?
3: Yeah, it definitely depends on my team build, my league, my needs. If I if I'm going for the moon and I want the higher upside, then I'm gonna I'm gonna pick up Kaminga. Um, if I want something safer. Um, and more, you know, guaranteed long-term value. Surprisingly, at Saric, uh, Dario Saric has been very solid. Has a much bigger role off the bench for the Warriors than I expected this season. Um, I really expected most of those minutes to go to Kaminga, and based on his ADP, I think most folks in, in the fantasy world did. Um, but I, I still love Kaminga's upside. I think you know he flashed it last night, like you said, and I'm I'm silly enough to honestly believe. That at this stage of their careers, the Warriors would be better off giving more of Draymond's minutes, if not even the starting role, to Kaminga. But maybe I'm a crazy
2: person. (laughs) Sarge does qualify at center to your point about what your team needs. Does help. uh, On Yahoo. And uh... all right, I'm going to jump into my first pick. A very familiar name on the waiver wire, and that's Duncan Robinson of the Miami Heat. He's rostered on 46% of Yahoo teams. I should say first, though, if you like our videos, please hit like and subscribe below. Anyway, back to my first pick, Duncan Robinson of the Heat. Miami may have found their Max Strus replacement, which is funny because Strus was supposed to be their Duncan Robinson replacement. Now Strus is with the Cleveland. Uh, Robinson has started the last four games and over those starts, he's averaged over 20 points Four rebounds, 3.3 assists, and 3.8 triples. Three-pointers are why you get Duncan Robinson, plus one stock a game. Uh, The Heat have four games next week. And Robinson um, qualifies as both a guard and forward on Yahoo. Got to enjoy these uh, Tyler Heroes out games while you can. Good week to stream Duncan Robinson.
1: Yeah, Robinson, uh, he's really... He's looked a lot more confident this year. He's expanded his game a little bit. He's not just being a three-point chucker. He remembered that he was six foot eight, so he'll pump and drive and go to the rack. Um, I, I it, Again, you mentioned the assist, too. He's, he's been passing well. So this is as long as Hero's out, Robinson, you roster him, and then I think you hold even when yeah. Hero's back just to see what happens.
2: He could take Highsmith's starting spot. It wouldn't be shocking.
3: Shannon, where are you going on the waiver wire first? We're going to Washington. Bilal Kula Bali, the rookie, top ten pick. What was he picked? Seventh mm-hmm. overall.
2: Does that sound right? Something like that.
3: Something. Something like in, yeah, number seven <laughs> overall in the draft. There was that trade in the
2: Pacers too? So it was kind of a weird swap thing.
3: Yeah, number number seven overall. Wemby Wemby's former playmate, Kula Bali, has been very good for the for the Wizards over the past few games. I, I, in the last three games, thirty one point seven minutes off the bench. Uh, 13.3 points, 7.3 rebounds, 2.3 steals, and 2.3 three-pointers made. Um, he is on a bit of a heater, 70% from downtown over that stretch, but a top 50 player over the last seven games. He is only 32% rostered on Yahoo. Uh, Kula Bali, he he has diverse skill set, can give you defensive stats. Uh, I just think he's a solid streaming option. And how many games
2: we got? We got four games for the Wizards next week. Mm-hmm. I love him. I love him as a pickup. When he, you know, when that 19-year-old feels comfortable, he's going to be a steals and block machine, and they're going to give him all the minutes he can take in Washington. And
3: as Alex pointed out to me yesterday when we were discussing our segment, Kulabali is beefed up. He's getting yoked. He looks a lot different than he did in France last year. He's enjoying the American food. So... <laughs> Oh, yeah. they, they
1: can do one thing right in Washington, and apparently it's powerlifting. Uh, <laughs> playing basketball, not so much. Uh, okay. Who's your uh, second pick, Alex? Yeah, my second pick uh, is going to be Dyson Daniels of the New Orleans Pelicans. 17% rostered. Pelicans have four games next week. Uh, and since Daniels has joined the starting lineup, he's averaging 11, 6, and 3 with two steals. Um, You know, like. For McCollum and Trey Murphy, who are both still out, uh, ne- them returning next week to me would be like a best-case scenario. I-, I don't think it will happen. And the thing is, even if They've it does – They've been teasing
2: Murphy for a while. I've got right. him stashed in a bunch of leagues. I'm like, even, come
1: on! Even if there's a 10% chance that those guys return, they're not going to play their full minutes this week. And yeah. there's four games, so you're kind of insulated from that by rostering uh, Daniels, who is going to be good in both points and category leagues because he can, he can stuff the stat sheet.
3: Yeah, I like that pickup. Uh, Daniels started over Hawkins. Um, They like Daniels more as a point guard. Hawkins is more of a two. Um, And and like you said, I mean, I honestly, I I think Murphy's at least a couple weeks out. Um, He just recently joined the team for shoot around, but he's going to need to get some five on five action, uh, you know, knock off the rust before he's playing games again. He and McCollum
2: have no timeline. This is a little frustrating.
3: Ken,
1: who's your second pickup?
2: This is a stash, and we talked about this in the news, but the number two overall pick in this summer's draft, Brandon Miller of the Hornets, has fallen below 50% uh, roster levels uh, on Yahoo. Now, that's because, one, he's been dealing with an ankle injury, and two, there's this Miles Bridges news. Um, But I love Miller as a stash until the 20-year-old figures things out. Look, Gordon Hayward is going to get hurt sooner or later. Hayward's playing out of his mind, which is great. I'm happy for him, but he cannot stay healthy. This Bridges situation is horribly frustrating, and I think they'll quickly learn there's no future there, him on that one-year deal. Um, look, Charlotte badly needs Brandon Miller to develop, and they really should be forcing him his minutes. Anyway, I'm just recommending him as a stash if someone's grown impatient with the rookie. Not a
1: bad like. stash. I like um, yeah, I mean, Nick and I already on our previous podcast, highly advised everybody to sell high on Gorgon Hayward. And then immediately yeah. <laughs> he scored like eight points and then uh, pulled his hamstring. So <laughs> uh, we'll we'll see how that turns out when Bridges comes back. Uh, but yeah, Miller's a, Miller's a fine stash. Uh, Shannon, who is your second waiver
3: wire pickup? I was torn suggesting this player... And I don't feel terribly confident about it, but I feel like the past week uh, it needs to be mentioned. Cam Reddish for the Los Angeles Lakers. He is currently in their starting lineup and he started four straight games over that stretch, 30.8 minutes, 15.3 points, 2.8 steals, and uh, 2.8 three-pointers as well. Uh, Shooting. A ridiculous 53.7% from the floor and 52.4% from the three-point line. Cam Reddish, you know, has been a top 40 player over the past seven days, mostly because of those steals and three-pointers. The Lakers, are are, they have a three-game week uh, next week. I don't expect this Cam Reddish thing to be long-term, but for as long as he's in that starting lineup playing 30 minutes and producing he's a streaming option. So if you're if you have a roster that that needs a streaming option, especially if you need steals and threes, Cam Reddish is an option to consider.
1: Yeah, to me Reddish is almost exclusively a steals streamer. At least that's the only thing you should have confidence in when you pick up Reddish because the man is a career 40% shooter from the field, 32% from 3, but 1.6 steals, and half a block per 36. So if the minutes continue to be there, uh, that's that's essentially what you're looking for. My long shot this week, uh, Ken, you're muted. You're still muted. <laughs> uh, sorry, coughing fit. Go ahead, Alex. Go ahead. Um, My long shot this week. Long shots, actually. Jacob Gilliard of the Memphis Grizzlies and Brandon Pajemski. Of the Golden State Warriors, Uh, Gilliard's still only 3% rostered, or about that much. Pajemski's up to 20%. Uh, Gilliard, for Memphis, has started the past three games, and has even more upside now that Marcus Smart projects to miss time. He's averaged 10-4-4, with two steals and only one turnover in 26.3 minutes. Only saw 21 minutes in the latest game because they got blown out by the Lakers. Uh, Has ranked 83rd in per minute value, and for his career, per thirty six. Uh, 8.2 points, 6.8 assists, 3.8 rebounds, 2.0 steals. He's a guy I actually went to pick up in multiple leagues last week, but I had bids in Fab like Skylar Mays or somebody else that ended up basically canceling out the one for Gilliard. Um, And as far as Brandon Pajemski goes, we all know Curry's out. Um, We'll see how long. We're supposed to get an update probably this weekend about Curry. So if you have Sunday waivers, keep an eye out for that. If Curry's going to miss another week, fire in Pajemski, who's looked very good. Chris Paul has sung Pajemski's praises. I heard they're calling him AirPods. That's a lot easier to say than Pajemski uh, a million times. (laughs) Uh, Past two games for Pajemski, 18-7-4 in 32 minutes per game. Uh, Ken, who is your long shot?
2: My long shot is someone we've, re- re- we've repeated uh, earlier on the show, but Goga Batitza of Orlando. He's only 17% rostered despite being the Magic starting center. The Magic have four games next week. And uh, Batitza is now getting more minutes than Mo Wagner. Hey, per game rank in nine category leagues over the last two weeks, Batitza is a number 49. He ranks 49th in per-game value. He's shooting 60% from the field, 80% from the line. Better rotisserie player than fantasy points league player. But uh, Batista out there in 8 out of 10 leagues. Go get him.
1: Yeah, for as long as Wendell Carter Jr. is out, him and Wagner are pretty much going to split time. Both of them have 12-team relevancy, especially on four-game weeks. you got to pick him up on four-game weeks. Four-game week.
3: Uh, Shannon, you have a long shot for us. Yes. Going to Miami triple soft J or the real triple J Jame Haquez Jr. For the Miami heat over the past four games, even, even though he's only started one of these four games, he is averaging 34 minutes per 14.5 points, 14.5 rebounds, 3.3 assists, one steal and one and a half three pointers. Every time he steps on the court, he just brings a, a good energy for the Heat. I love his skill set. He can do it all. Um, I think he's a solid streaming option. We've got the Heat have four games next week. His role, I think, will be in flux. He is, you know, he is a rookie, but it's super encouraging. Um, he was he was in the rotation already before Hero got hurt as well. Yeah. You know, I I do see a path if Lowry continues to show his age where. Triple soft Jay Hero are both in the starting lineup alongside Butler. Um, it might not happen in, in the very near future, but Hakez Jr. is worth a look if you're uh you're cool with up and down play and second half of the season upside.
1: Yeah, I, I love this pickup. Hawkes is like the perfect Miami Heat player. Uh does a little bit of everything. You mentioned it, cut Lowry. Lowry could also get hurt. And then that opens up forward minutes. I think Hawkes is better than both Highsmith and Kevin Love. Um, so, and there's going to be a lot of situations where they probably prefer him over Robinson when everyone's healthy. So, I think you can look, pick him up, uh, you know, start him on this four game week, but don't, don't like panic drop him immediately because he, he might have rest of season value, um, especially in deeper leagues, but maybe 12s as well. Okay. We also have uh, a drops section. Uh, in this podcast now, okay. do we have, we, we sort of answered the question about Markel Fultz yeah. earlier about knee and I guess I think if you're in a 12 teamer, maybe you can let him go anything deeper, probably hang on. We also continue. And I got, I get this question with Nick all the time. What do we do with Jabari Smith jr? Mm-hmm. I Shannon and I were on di- in disagreement on this. I think last time we did this podcast, I am still on my stance that I believe he is very, he is droppable. What do you think, Shannon? Are you still, do you still think he's a hold? Uh,
3: I've changed a little bit. Yeah. I think last week I said I would even hold him in like 10 teamers. Um, That's not the case anymore. Uh, 10 teamers. He is certainly uh, droppable for 12 team leagues, depending on the depth. I still think he's a hold in most 12 team leagues. Um, It just kind of depends on your roster building, what you're fighting for. If you have a roster where you would be better off streaming the flavor of the week, then do that. If that's going to lead to more contributions for your team. But if it, if it's just a guy who's going to be on your bench for most weeks or most nights, if it's a daily leagues, then I would keep Smith because I believe he still has far more upside than most players that are available on waivers.
2: Uh, Now the Pistons only have two games this week. If you're in a 12-team league, time to give up on Jaden Ivy.
1: You should have given up on Jaden Ivy,
2: like well, after yeah. the third game, maybe. I mean, I mean, for... pick, though. I mean, you probably spent some draft capital on him. People probably I... don't want to.
3: We we are in a shallow shallow 12-team points-based league um, together. I think all three of us are in it, and I dropped him right away in that week, probably the first Fab period that ran. Um, It just, it just depends on on league size, league depth. Um, But I do think we're going to see a change to the Pistons rotation. There's been a lot of buzz about it recently. Um, Ivy, there's a good chance. uh, Monty Williams might do something that surprises Pistons fans. uh, But I expect Ivy to be, be a bigger part of the rotation moving forward. That said, like 10 team, 12 team leagues, like it, like, Alex's suggestion, he probably should have been tossed away already. Just that first sign of like, oh, okay. It looks like Ivy's going to be playing 25 plus minutes per game. Now, every game, that's when you want to scoop him up. All
2: right. Well, that's it for our waiver wire section. Alex, tell us about our good friends at vivid seats.
1: On behalf of our friends at vivid seats, let's get one thing clear. Nothing beats seeing your favorite team crushing on the court to the sound of thousands of screaming fans. Every dunk, dribble, and every heart-pounding play of your favorite team live and in person. And because Vivid Seats is the only ticketing company where you can earn rewards on every purchase, you can score amazing deals and unrivaled annual rewards all season long. Plus, with a 100% buyer guarantee, you can be sure that your ticket will be as legit as your love for the game. Visit VividSeats.com or download the app today and use promo code RODOWIRE for $20 off your first $200 purchase. That's promo code R-O-T-O-W-I-R-E for $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase. Download the app or visit VividSeats.com. Vivid Seats experience it live.
2: That's code R-O-T-O-W-I-R-E. Okay, gentlemen, it's time for you two to provide your Friday DFS picks. It's an 11-game slate tonight. And the highest over-under is the Kings at the Spurs at two, uh, 237 and a half points. My goodness. Alex Shannon, take it away.
1: Well, um, you. Know, I'll ask you straight up about this game first, Shannon. Um, we have Devin Vassell out for the Spurs in this game. Uh, Keldon Johnson expected to play. Trey Jones probably not playing. So we have some usage open up on the Spurs in a high-paced matchup. Is there anywhere you're looking on here and specifically what about Victor
3: Wembanyama? Yama you're muted. Sorry. I was just trying to pull, we call that pulling a Ken. Um, <laughs> Wemby is certainly worth a look in, in DFS lineups tonight. I have them on my Fanduel lineup. Um, 8,600 on Fanduel. That's cheaper than Julius Randall. Um, yeah, you know, the the issue with Wambi when it comes to DFS is just the, the inconsistency, right? So he's got multiple 50 point outings, three. He's topped 50, I'm sorry, four, topped 50 points, fantasy points four times already this season. Uh, but he has a couple sub 30 games as well. Um, obviously, you know, a game like this, where it's fast paced, there's gonna be a ton of points available. Um, he's a bit more appealing. I also think it's, you know, the Spurs are at home. Kings are a solid team, but they're now a world beater. So it should be somewhat competitive. You know, Kings are currently favored by, is that eight and a half points? Yeah, that's a lot. Um, but it should be at least close enough where it's not going to be a full blown blowout. So I like Wemby quite a bit. Sohan is another option. Um, and, and I apologize. I don't know how to say this guy's name. Um, I always call him Champagne. What, what, what's Sch- this Ju- Julian Champagne guy's name, Alex? Champagne. Ch- Champagne? Champagne. Yeah. Champagne. All right. Close enough. You know, I only <laughs> forgot one or two syllables. Um, <laughs> he, you know, Kelton Johnson returned. He, Sh- Champagne, he he started for Kelton Johnson in the last game, had a big fantasy outing. To be determined, you know, Kelton Johnson's back, but Vassell's out. So do they go with Branham? At the starting two, do they maybe go with a bigger lineup and have my boy Champagne Bottle in there again? I don't know if Champagne starts. I like him, um, but I, i'm not gonna I'm not gonna go all out for for Branham, even if he's you know super cheap on DraftKings or FanDuel.
1: Yeah, and then also in that game, Sacramento is actually the team expected to score the most points on the entire slate, uh, 123. One interesting game, I think we have Washington versus. Uh, New York, the Knicks in the first sort of slot, the 7 PM Eastern time slot. This is the fastest paced team in the NBA, the wizards versus the slowest paced team in the NBA, the (laughs) Knicks. So if you're looking for the classic pace up spot, uh, you have Knicks players available to you. Although Grimes and Barrett are both questionable. There are a lot of injuries on this slate, Shannon. Like I'm looking at Barrett's questionable. Giannis is questionable. Brandon Miller, Gordon Hayward are questionable. Garland and Mitchell are both questionable. Brown and Porzingis are both questionable. Um, I, I'm going to kick it to you, Ken, very quickly. Yeah. If, if Brown and Porzingis are both out again, as they were against the 76ers, what did you
2: see from that game, aside from the obvious, like, Derek White looked awesome, that kind <laughs> of a thing? Well, yeah, Derek White did look awesome and, uh, you know, can shine when they need him to. Tatum was happy to dish he only had he only had 29 points a hair below his average you know my buddies we I had my usual uh, neighbor and the bottle of bourbon out watching that upset over the Sixers it, and we had said boy you really thought they would have lost if you said no Brown no Porzingis and Tatum only has 29 but D White was fantastic Drew Holiday was close to a triple double Man, I I did not appreciate how strong Holiday is on the block, both on mm-hmm. offense and defense. Uh, but yeah, White, ho- I, I actually would be more tempted to go the White or Holiday route than Tatum. I think the obvious defensive ploy is to double Tatum when Brown's not on the floor. I expect to see that from Toronto. I think uh, Holiday and White are the the bargains there. Well, One yeah, with
1: how oh. Well, I was gonna Holiday, ask you. I was gonna ask you about the Pistons, but if you want to talk about the Celtics first, I'll let you.
3: Well, I do. I do just because with Holiday, I I love Holiday um, for tonight's slate. He's sixty seven hundred on yeah. FanDuel, um, and you know he's coming off forty plus uh, fantasy point outing. He's got a handful of forty plus fantasy point outings. He hasn't he hasn't been asked to do a lot, but you know if if the Celtics are short handed again, even in the the game on Wednesday. You know, he he hit, like you said, 10 rebounds, great. Uh, but he only had three assists and only 18 points. Like, there's gonna be a game where he puts it all together. He hasn't topped 20 points yet in a game for the Celtics. We all know he can score over 20 points rather easily. So I, I am going with Holiday in my DFS lineups. One of these nights, he's gonna put it all together and have a total complete game. Um, but what about what I got another question, Celtics question, Sam Hauser. I was really bummed Ooh, yeah. by his, you know, he had a spot start and he's been playing really well off the bench for him, but he was a dud for DFS purposes uh, in that spot start. Actually, 16.4 fantasy points uh, despite playing a season-high
2: 35 minutes. Yeah, it was shocking because uh, he had been on a heater from three. I think it was over 50% like last three or four games heading into that game Yeah, got the start with Brown out. Um, I mean, it's just all about whether he's hitting his threes or not. He wasn't uh, Wednesday. Um, you know, I, I, not great perimeter defenders on the Raptors, so Hauser certainly could go off uh, as well. But it's just totally dependent on whether he's hitting those three-point shots or not.
3: How dare you besmirch Scotty Barnes like that? All right. <laughs> um,
1: we, so we know – so there's there's a Pistons versus Cavaliers – uh, Central division heavyweight throwdown going down this <laughs> evening. Uh, we know Jalen Duran is out. Marvin Bagley is also questionable. Is there anything you expect? Let's say Bagley's out. Is this a Wiseman play? And are you looking at the Mobley Allen side of this as well? Because the Pistons are so beat up in the front court.
3: The only concern I have about the Mobley Allen side of it, uh, is the blowout potential here. <laughs> um, you know, it very, this game could get out of hand early so. and be over early. You know, J- Jared Allen, uh, I love him as a player, but he hasn't topped 30 minutes yet in a game this season. He's, he's a decent price on FanDuel and DraftKings, but I, I don't, I would be surprised if tonight's the night where they need him to play 30 minutes for the first time this year. Um, and then Mobley, I, I again, it's just more about is he going to get the for, full workload uh, because this game gets out of hand. On the Piston side, though, I mean, Wiseman. Assuming Bagley sits out, there's no more of an obvious play on this DF, DFS slate than James Wiseman. Um, not a big fan of what he can do on a basketball court, or, or you know how how much he can help a team win actual NBA games but he's producing on a per minute clip when, when he's getting time over the past couple games, he's averaging well over a fancy point per minute in, in 14 minutes per uh, in each of the two contests with, with uh, Duran out. So if Bagley sits two, you know, Wiseman should be a lock for 28 to 32 minutes, if not more. And he's basically a minimum price player uh, on both DFS
2: platforms for tonight. Alex, what's your gut telling you about Giannis playing tonight or not playing?
1: I think this would be a very nice opportunity for Giannis to take another breather against the Charlotte Hornets uh, against a team that both Brandon Miller and Gorgon Hayward may not play. Um, I don't know if they'll dealing with a calf issue. Yeah. Dealing with the calf issue. And they looked so good against Toronto that part of me thinks like, they're like, okay, maybe we can give them another break here. We'll see if we can keep it rolling with Lillard who was hot. Um, So, you know, gut feeling, I won't be shocked if he doesn't play. It's on the road, too. No pressure to play him at home or anything. Um, that's that's my thought.
3: And for DFS purposes, I mean if Giannis does sit, I think Lillard is a smash, uh, especially on FanDuel. I believe he's a little bit uh more affordable on FanDuel. Um, you know, yeah, I would bump up his fantasy projection by like 10 points, um, 10 fantasy points with, with Giannis out. Like it, it's substantial. Um, if Giannis sits, and then even for for the streaming spot start option. Um, who I, they didn't start Portis Who was the guy they started in place of Giannis? Uh, pretty sure it was Andre Jackson. Andre Jackson. yes, so that guy he exists. He's in the NBA. Uh, should we consider him for DFS if he gets another spot start, Alex?
1: Um probably not. He you know he played 16 minutes, did not score a point, took one shot. Um, he's really out there like a lot of the these Bucks bench guys are like Beauchamp, for example. The bucks are very old, they're very slow. They can get kind of lazy in transitioning on defense. Jackson is out there to just be just running out, just running around, playing defense, running in transition. So
3: that's what he did against the Pistons. He he came in for a handful of minutes and was just like pressuring the ball. Um, I was surprised to see him get the spot start for Giannis because he is basically like a six six guard, Mm -hmm. Um, and he was guarding. He he was you know playing defense against the guards. uh, The Pistons game I went to. So all right. Is gotcha. there uh? Do you have
1: any hey, other? I say closing thoughts, Shannon, on on tonight's slate, if you have them.
3: Sure. D- yeah, this DFS slate. I like I said, Wiseman's my my favorite play, assuming Bagley sits. Um, One other guy who I can't get away from on FanDuel, John Collins is mm-hmm. only fifty three hundred tonight. He's about a thousand dollars more expensive on DraftKings, but. Walker Kessler's already been ruled out for tonight, mm-hmm. and over the past two games, you know John Collins' his performance's been kind of up and down a little bit for for the Utah Jazz. His minutes he before Kessler's injury injury rarely top thirty minutes, but he's played thirty eight and thirty two minutes the past two games. So if he's getting thirty five ish minutes tonight, uh, I love
2: I love him at fifty
1: three hundred. Yeah, and on the season, he's almost a fantasy point per minute. So that's kind of yeah. what you're looking for.
2: All right, Alex, tell us about our good friends at Rival Fantasy.
1: I would love to. Uh, LeBron versus Jordan. Magic versus Bird. Barkley versus McHale. Wiseman versus Evan Mobley. Basketball is synonymous with legendary player rivalries. They make the game more fun and give fans a storylines that raise the stakes every time those players meet on the court or come up in conversation. Now every player matchup and head-to-head debate can be settled on Rival Fantasy. This NBA season, you can play challenges where you decide which NBA player will score more fantasy points in their next game. Play the Rival Fantasy in-house challenges or create your own. Get a friend in the mix with customizable social challenges. Sign up at joinrival.com slash rotowire now and get a $200 deposit match. Get in on this now. It's time to step up to the challenge on Rival Fantasy. See you in the arena. <laughs>
2: That's joinrival.com slash RotoWire to get a $200 deposit match.
3: I'm very bummed you missed the opportunity to drop an Isaiah Mobley reference because it's truly going to be Wiseman versus Isaiah Mobley. We all know that's the big matchup for tonight. Isaiah Mobley might not be bad. Uh, I'm a little, I'm like
1: mildly intrigued by Isaiah Mobley. Uh, Ken, I assume your old man rant will not be about Isaiah Mobley.
2: Arrgh. Andrew Wiggins you stink. He destroyed my second place Rotowire Keeper League team last year with his 25 game end of season family matter absence and it's oh, wow. and he's destroying it again this year with terrible play. For nine category leagues, Wiggins ranks 405th in per game value four hundred and fifth he's getting paid 26 million per year last night the warriors had Steph and Draymond out the warriors needed Wiggins to shine what did he do he posted a pedestrian 12 points six boards two st- uh, two assists no stocks and zero from four from behind the arc they lost by 19 to OKC Wiggins You're 20 years old, 28 years old. That's too young to be washed up.
3: And you're too old to run back and have Wiggins on your roster for a second year in a row. No, you know better.
2: (laughs) He was really cheap. I I had his really low salary in our keeper league. I couldn't resist. I was like, it's a personal matter. He's healthy. And then he's been terrible. He's been absolutely garbage.
1: He has been bad, as has been Clay. <laughs> um, okay, we had a, I think we had actually a pretty dense, mispronounced name section in this podcast. Um, Shannon went with Julian Champagne, which is, in my head, what I always call him. Yeah. Um, in the head. And, Ken, unfortunately, we had you say um, Batitze, I think, instead that of or Batatze. Oh, yeah, um, I, knew she,
2: I knew that was, I should just say Goga. Goga yeah. Goga, Goga, Goga.
1: But you are also dealing with an illness. I am um, sick. You, you are playing through an illness.
3: Okay, everybody. <laughs> we, thank we, you, the Andrew Wiggins of Rotowire. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> thank you for joining us on the Rotowire Fantasy mm-hmm. Basketball Podcast. It is presented by Underdog and Vivid and Rival. Ken, take us out of here.
2: Let's go to Golden State, where Coach Steve Kerr said Draymond Green deserved his recent five-game suspension. Kerr said, quote, I don't have a problem with Green trying to get Rudy off of Clay, but he's got to let go. He hung on for six, seven seconds. It was a terrible visual for the league, for Draymond, and for everybody, end quote. Attention passengers, this three-car fantasy train wreck has hit the end of the line. (laughs)